Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I felt the rush of the Rio Grande into Yellowstone, and I've seen firsthand Niagara Falls and the lights of Vegas. A crisscross down to keep its game and shot town via Bangor, Maine. Think I've seen it all. And all I can say is, how about them cowgirls? Boys, ain't they something? Sure are some cowgirls. And you can't tell them nothing. And I tell you right now, girls, may just be seven wonders of this being. How about them cowgirls? She's riding coach in Steamboat Springs Bailing hay outside Adeline She's trying hard To fit in in some city But her home is neat That big blue sky and the northern plains and those other wide open spaces nowadays there ain't as many but how about them cowgirls boys ain't they something sure are some proud girls and you can't tell them nothing I tell you
Well, live from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining us in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. That was a great song to kick off today's show. I'm telling you what, George Strait, how about them cowgirls? And uh, this is the last show of the month where we have been saluting women of the West. So I thought that was kind of appropriate. But uh, yeah, today it feels like Allergy City here in Music City. Oh. Beautiful, sunshiny day, but uh, you may find me a little bit hoarse and, and sniffling every now and then. Allergies are out and about. So mm-hmm. you don't have that problem in Albuquerque, do you? Well, we have high winds um, expected all day today into this evening. Temperatures are starting to climb now up into the 60s. Looks like we're going to have a really lovely week with uh, warmer temps. Um, But, yeah, there are some things that are starting to bloom and um, that we didn't have in California that, um, you know, I I don't feel it today like you do, but I, yeah. It's out there. Comes along with spring. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. We'll talk about in the West. We can't have a woman in the West much further West than our first guest today. So who's joining us for the Campfire Cafe? Oh, I'm so delighted we have Junie Fisher back with us again. It's been a while to have some chance to catch up with her. And um, and do you want to announce who's in the second yeah, half of the yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. So, so a little bit further to the east, we have another guest. And who is that? We have Deanna Dickinson McCall, um, like Junie, an award winner and um, uh, delightful. And she's from New Mexico. So she feels somewhat neighborly, even though we're several hours apart. <laughs> I will correct you. I will correct you, Miss Miss. Deanna is now an Oklahoma native, and so we'll oh, talk you know, a little bit that, about that. Okay, that's right. I saw that Pop- she. I didn't realize where she'd moved to. Ah, oh, got it. Okay. Equally, Oklahoma population three hundred and ten. Oh. So we'll talk about that a little bit more when she's on the show. <laughs> but right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Miss Junie Fisher. It's the song called "The West." When we come back, we'll be talking with Junie today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> They don't call it Death Valley for nothing And coyotes don't make a good pet But when you're living out here with the grizz and the deer You pretty much take what you get Oh, the mountains have shoulders like granite They're big and they make their own rules So you take what you need but you better take heed Cause the mountains don't tolerate food Oh, the West is as big and as wild and as wide As a ride on a comet that's never been tried You may climb on her back If you do, do your best Cause she's gonna put your troopers to the test Oh, the West boy, she ain't broke to ride Oh, the West boy, she ain't broke to ride Oh, the wind is the moan of the prairie It haunts and bedevils the brain The soul-stealing kind that will fray a man's mind To lonely whimper 
may stand on a canyon cathedral Where the water and wind never rest And knowing your bones that speak on their own Will never inherit the West Oh, the West is big and as wild and as wide As a ride on a comet that's never been tried You may climb on her back if you do, do your best Cause she's gonna put your true wit to the test Oh, the West boy, she ain't broke to ride Oh, the West boy, she ain't broke to ride Oh, she's wild and she's wide and she's lonesome Where the dream of first blood still survives and she beckons to those who can bid adios To the comfort of eight to five lives So come all you brave caviars Cinch up and reach way down inside Till you're feeling the heat So take a deep seat Cause the West boy she ain't broke to ride Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard The West, performed by Junie Fisher from her album, Cowgirlography. Our first guest today is Junie Fisher, a multi-award winning singer, songwriter, entertainer, producer, and author. She's been the International Western Music Association's Entertainer of the Year, four-time female performer of the year, three-time Song of the Year winner, and is a two-time True West Magazine Best Solo Musician. Junie was the first woman to win the prestigious National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum's Wrangler Award in 2009 for her landmark CD, Gone for Colorado. And that's just a summary of her music career. Perhaps she'll share with us stories of her horses. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a gal who dreams beyond borders and a woman I like to call my friend, Junie Fisher. Welcome, Junie. Hey, Bobby. Great to be here with you. Yeah. Howdy, do, young lady. I haven't heard that record in a long time. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. It's pretty good. It's crazy. It was written by uh, Baxter Black and Jack Hanna. And Jack Hanna. God rest yeah. their souls. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, a little mm-hmm. bit later in the show, we're going to play uh, some music by the Sons of the San Joaquin. And, uh, yeah, such a, such a loss. With so many of these guys, yeah. this past yeah, year has been been really rough. Baxter and, oh, and Jack rough. both. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But anyway, 
you're out in California today, and you're getting ready to do a little yeah. horsing around, and so we're going to talk horses yeah. and music. <laughs> just, we just pulled into the ranch, so anyway. All right. All That's right. Okay, stay. Hold the cattle. Junie will be along in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a. So you've got your. You're out there to see a new horse. So tell us a little bit about this new horse. No, yeah, I'm um, up here riding my my new mare, uh, my trainer. Uh, went on the scout for me to find me a, a step-up horse, and uh, he had one in his barn that I loved. And uh, anyway, so I, I bought her about a month ago, and have shown her already, and uh, she's a really nice mare, <clears throat> really well-bred, and uh, just a super, super, super mare. And um, um, I, I have a pocket rocket to ride, and I love her. <laughs> and and her name is uh, Kitty's Blue Boon. What, what do you call her? Kitty's Blue Boon. Her her barn name is Diamond. Okay. It's not Kitty. It's Diamond. It is what it is. And you don't change the barn name. So anyway, she's she's adorable and darling, and uh, uh, she's a, she's a cool mare. And uh, I feel extremely fortunate that she was made available so that I could own a horse like this because. I've not ever been able to own one like this before, so I'm, I'm delighted to have her. Oh, that's cool. That is so cool. Well, a lot of people uh, know your music, and and a lot of people are familiar with your horse activities and your horse life, and um, but a lot of people don't know that you've done a lot of variety in your horse experiences because uh, yeah. horses brought you all the way back Tennessee and beyond, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I came to Tennessee on a fox hunting job originally. Uh, gosh, twenty three, twenty four years ago, something like that. And yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been good. And I evented and galloped steeplechase horses and fox hunted professionally and did a lot of. Have done a lot of different things in California after I'd worked at a cutting for a cutting horse trainer before that, a rain cow horse trainer, had my own little barn and, and did rail horses and uh, showed some fine harness horses and kind of did a little everything because that's what paid the bills. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and you are. You you've done it. Sometimes show, yeah. People go, well, yeah. can you show this halter horse for me? Well, I really don't want to, but I will. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what you have to do. Uh, but uh, now I have the I have the freedom I can kind of do what I want to do and I don't have to ride other people's baboons. That's a really nice part of life now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, have cutting baboons. horses have cutting horses always been your passion? Uh, reined cow horses were really my passion, but there came a time in life where I couldn't three day event anymore and I couldn't really gallop steeplechase horses anymore. And there also came a time when the cow horse thing, um, it started, it was, it was too much for me to take. Uh, it couldn't take the, the turns, the, the fence work. And right. I really didn't have the horse that could do it, um, at, at a, a higher level. So, um, when, when we decided that horse does not want to run and stop and run down the fence, but she can cut. So um, I, I had done cutters before. About 10 years ago, I had had an old cutter that I sort of brought back from the brink of, of ruin and had fun showing her. So I said, well, I can make a cutter again. So um, I spent some time uh, putting all the buttons I wanted on her and then um, found a trainer that was willing to work with me that way. And um, we developed her into a nice horse, and I had a lot of fun on her and made the circuit finals last year and went to the circuit finals on her and 
placed. And uh, then I said, okay, now things are kind of set up where I'm going to slow down on being on the road and I'm going to be able to go show and I'd like to to step up. And he said, okay, here's what we do. <laughs> so um, when it came time, I told him what I was looking for and uh, he started assembling a little group and uh, uh, I wrote some, and then I said, well, what about this one? <laughs> and so anyway, uh, he, he made her available, and I jumped on her. It was, um, I just, I couldn't pass her up. And, oh, that's great. Uh, there were other horses yet to look at, but I said, no, no, this is the one. So All right. Anyway, I'm excited right. that I get to have a horse like this, and I get to show her, and I'm I'm still figuring out all the, her, her, her buttons are very different from my mares, uh, because she is, I've always been a straight cutter. My mare was a reined cow horse, so I had a lot more handle on her. Okay. And my mare does, you know, I can, people go, oh, look, he's riding without a bridle. Yeah, yeah, I can do all that and more. You know, <laughs> that's, that's not a big deal to people that do this because we, we our horses are that broke. And that's right. how my, my mare DJ is. She's she's that broke. I can kind of do everything on her. Um, and, and she'll remain in my string, and, and, and she still gets ridden every day, and she's my practice horse now that I can work out figuring out position and stuff like that, and I'll bring her up here occasionally and take a lesson on her to keep her sharp. But um, that the horse I'll go take to the big shows is the new mare. Okay. All right. So Diamond gets to show off now with Junie Fisher. Well, well we, yeah. So right now she's sort of packing me, but... <laughs> she's a, a really nice mare, and I, I'm, I, you know, I can ride, but it's figuring out how to show her. It, you know, people say, "Oh, well, you just hang on," and I say to those people, "You've never actually sat on a cutting horse, have you?" I, start, <laughs> I started to say, <laughs> "Yeah, there's a lot to it, and and we are pedaling. It's like you know, you see a duck; they look like they're gliding around on the lake. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're paddling uh-huh. underneath. So we're right. we're pedaling mm-hmm. all the time, and uh, there's a lot going on that that." you don't see, um, but it's all figuring out position and, and how to get the scores. And so anyway, it's great fun and I love it. And I love the kind of horses and I love the, the, the sting and the fire and, uh, it's, it's all fun. And I have a trainer that I trust, uh, with my life because done a bunch of horses that I'd never seen and, and tried them on cattle and I had to trust him that everything would be okay. I wouldn't do that with just anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I started mm-hmm. to say, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you've got to find somebody that you trust. But, well, yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about, young lady. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, let's take a listen yeah, to a song. So, this just happens to be called Cutting Horse. And we're going to listen to that yeah. and come back and talk more with Jeannie Fisher in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Got your horses fed while it's still dark. Load them up, move them out. Let's hit the road. You pull in early, find a place to park. Grab your hat, pop the door, and snap and latch and load. Got your good mare saddle at first light. Got your front and hind boots laid out clean and neat. Show pad and the roo hide since you're up just right. Check her legs, check your reins, grab your shafts, and pick her feet. That's the start of the rumble, where it all begins, where it all gets shaken, in the cutting horse pen. 
got a good half hour now. You gotta get her loped. Why settle the cattle? You put your mind at rest. Good bunch of black baldies. Now you got hope. Take a look, take a note. They're the kind your horse likes best. A little luck of the draw. Not first or the end. But still plenty of fresh ones. Hey, this is looking good. They call your name. Check your stop, check your bin. And you heard the help rise on up like they said they would. That's the cutting pin rumble where it all begins. Where it all gets shaking in the cutting horse pen. Well, your mare feels fine. You make the first cut deep. Lock on to get snakey when you drop your hand. Got the cards on the table, boys. Just read them and weep. Cause we're going to the final, we're going to the promised land. That's rattle and rumble, where it all begins. Where it all gets shaken in the cutting horse pen. Well, this next part's sad. Let's all bow in prayer. Couldn't be your horse, and it couldn't be you to blame. Last cow goes by ya. There you are, cutting air. That's it, write it off, write a check. It's a cutting horse game. That cutting fever burns you, don't you know? And you swear you're gonna quit until you come right back to show. That's a cutting horse rumble where it all begins, where it all gets shaken in the cutting horse pen. Just keep on shaking in the cutting horse pen. <laughs> Junie Fisher, cutting horse pen from her fabulous CDs. One of my favorites. <laughs> Listen to the horse, um, Junie. It's so delightful to just hear your voice and. And go back to some of this music that I feel like I know inside and out, and then when I hear it, it feels Aww. so fresh and new. <laughs> um, you well, you were at Elko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you uh, you were at Elko this year, were you not? I was. Mm-hmm. I was, what? and uh, we had what? a great time. <clears throat> it was good, and then uh, uh, after that went to Alpine, so yeah. Yeah, and then you went to Alpine. Was this I'm sorry, the first I'm walking year? Walking Elko... carrying, carrying my stuff up. So that's okay. Um, was this so the first year that Elko was back live? Uh, yes, last year yeah. we did a um, a virtual show. Uh, mm-hmm. They they broadcast it. Uh, well, they 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 allowed fifty people to come in, and it was like you had to be a member. With exclusive package, it was like five hundred dollars per person to come, but they oh, allowed yeah. Yeah. people to come, and um, or maybe three hundred something, like, yes, whatever it was, and then they they uh, released those on their website to members only later, mm-hmm. and then they filmed this individually in shows in there. Sorry, I'm walking through the arena, so if I'm breathing hard, it's I don't have asthma. <laughs> I'm just 
walking in deep ground. Anyway, yeah, that's how they did it last year and the year before. Yeah. And this was the first year yeah. back live, and it was their biggest year ever. It was huge. Really? Oh, wow. There were so many oh. Ticket sales were great, so... Well, oh, this wonderful. is the first time. This is the first time in three years that they've been live. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's why it was mm-hmm. big, and everybody was ready to uh, get out again. <laughs> There's a lot There's of people. There's the the next. I know we're looking at time. The next song I think that Gary has queued up is one of my favorites. It's the title track from Listen, and again, it's that special relationship between horse and, and rider. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about this song yeah, before we you know, play I, it? I wrote that um, song was written to the rhythm of a lope of a particular horse <laughs> that I had been sitting on at that time. And, um, you know, people say, oh, well, you got to do this and you got to do this. I go, yeah, but you got to stop and pay attention whether the horse gets it. And people, oh, you do this and this and this, and then you get this, and here's the cue to go. No, you have to listen to what the horse is <laughs> saying, too. Mm-hmm. So it's really about stopping and hearing what the horse has to say about it and um, and seeing the world the way the horse sees it, not just looking at the world between his ears. And everybody goes, oh, mm-hmm. we're taking our picture, you know, take, pick a picture. Here's where I'm going through my horse's ears. Well, yeah, but what's the horse seeing? And mm-hmm. and uh, so it, it was about that relationship and and that stopping to listen because the horse wants to work with us. If he didn't, we wouldn't be riding them at all. Mm-hmm. They they are mm-hmm. way too big for us to force anything. So they are really the most forgiving animal on earth, even more than dogs. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a listen to listen, and we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> We'll give Junie a chance to catch her breath, and uh, we'll yeah, be back I'm in just a moment. Back now, picking up my shafts and a brought a from my truck. So. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'd give you my 
Listen, and whether you're listening to oh, us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, <laughs> Apple Podcast, or our website, we want to remind you of our new show that airs every Saturday at noon, and that is live from Nashville. So tune in there as well. But thanks for all our listeners around the world. Well, Jeannie Fisher, did you catch your breath yet? I did, and my horse is saddled, so we're good. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're going to let you get on in just a minute, so we're 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 about ready to roll. One of the things I wanted to ask, though, it's been a while since you've had a new album, and so uh, when can we expect something new? Yeah, yeah you novels, have been writing I've books. Been write, I've, I've been writing novels, and uh, I'm I'm going to write novels and ride my cutting horses. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess no we're gonna new have music, to... in other words. <laughs> uh, that's what it sounds uh, no, like. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I really, um, I'm gonna write novels and ride my 
cutting horse. That's what I'm going to do. So um, <laughs> cutting horses. And, uh, you know, I, I've, it's been a great, um, it's been a great life. And I've, I, I got a lot out of it and it's, it's been great. And I'm in a position where I can slow down now. So I'm going to, and I'll still play some shows. I'll still play the really good shows and uh, some festivals, but I'm not going to run as hard down the road, and I'm going to enjoy. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And show while I can, because there is a window when it just doesn't work, you know, yeah. where things aren't as good. And so I'm, I'm going to do it while I can. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. the road has been good to me. And the music business has been very, very good to me. And um, there comes a time to either slow down or, or back off or go out when people are saying, oh, she should have quit a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I'm not, yeah, I hate to I'm see that. There. No, yeah. I hate to see I'm, that. I'm, yeah. And I've seen it over and over, and I'm not going to do it. So I, I'm still yeah. at the top of my game. <laughs> I'm playing some really good festivals, and I'm going to keep playing those. But I'm not. I think it's time to slow it down. And you know mm-hmm. what? I got two nice cutting horses to show right now. So I'm gonna go show. <laughs> yeah. Do you, Junie? Are you working? Are you working on a new book? Is there a yes, third book one, in the works? Got one in the uh-huh. works. Yep. There's one in the works right now. And uh, when I get get it down the road a little bit, then I'll start. You know, it, it's a long process, and then editing, mm-hmm. and then uh, pitching, and and um, uh, try to get an agent for this one and see if I can bump up a level here. And, uh, yeah, it's it's always fun and, and always an adventure to start off on a new one and just find time in the creases to write. You mm-hmm. know, people go, oh, I'd love to write a book, but I'm so busy. And I tell them, I wrote my last <laughs> few in parking lots and truck stops while I was on the road. Yep, Don't yep. tell me you <laughs> have time to write. Right. That's right. Uh, gotcha. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying life. So. Well, yeah. that's, that is Great. fantastic. And and getting a little fly fishing occasionally. I hope. Uh, yeah. Uh, this this uh, in May, Rusty's going to come out to California, and hopefully some of our water will clear out up here. We've got we've had too much water. And you go, well, water's good, but we'll not really for trout fishing because the water's just flowing <laughs> through. But the, as it slows, as now that the when the, we sort of get through this rain, uh, we'll, there'll be some good fishing in California. So Rusty's going to come out, and we'll we'll hit that pretty hard, and uh, we'll see what happens in the summer. I'm trying to get him to move to California. I hear um, you. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was expecting okay. that. I was expecting yeah. that. Yeah. I, well, there's listen. Not, there, you know, really, there's nothing that keeps me locked to Tennessee because the, the cutting thing is happening in California and Texas yeah. and Arizona. Yeah. So I said, if you want to yeah. live in mm-hmm. Texas, I'll go. It, it'll be, you mm-hmm. have to be Weatherford or, you know, or it has to be cutting central, but I, I would go there or I'd go to Arizona. He goes, well, that's a desert. Well, yeah. I'm right. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Well, for the worldwide audience that's listening, tell folks how they can find your website, find your books, find your music, because you have plenty of music, even if you're not yeah. creating any new, but you've got plenty of music. Uh, so tell folks how they it's, do all that. It's, it's, it's juniefisher.com, J-U-N-I-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And uh, my my books and music are available there. And uh appreciate 
people that that still uh, order music, and I, I'm loving still playing some of the festivals and stuff. And uh, what's kind of neat is like I'm sort of in that spot now where I can go, oh, thanks for calling, but yeah, I can't. I, I'm not gonna be able to make that one work. I, I could just make the good ones work. So that's really fun. <laughs> and, um, well, it is and to be able to pick and choose. Yeah. yeah, to be able to pick uh, and choose. It's like, oh, you don't need me to headline. That's okay. I I won't be there. <laughs> I'm just like that. But I but I you know because I, I love there's certain ones I love to go to, um and and that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play those shows that are really great and they take good care of you, and you have great sound and all of the elements are there that make it really fun. And I'm I I I can do that. So I'm gonna do it, and and you know life's too short now to play bad shows or ride bad horses. There you go. So. There you go. I like I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, it has been great to have you with us. So now, go get on Diamond and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I got to go put my and cap so I'll get on Diamond. Yeah. There we go. So we're going to close the this. Knock the fresh off. Let her go. Let her buck. Let her reply. This is Junie Fisher. Junie, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. She's ready as soon as she's paid up her entry. Let her in. Wish her luck. Let her buy. Bound and determined to ride what they draw her Let her go, let her buck, let her fly She hands them her saddle, they snap the bronc closer The blindfold pulled over his eyes She pulls up her cinch, dodging stirrup and hoof Let her go, let her buck, let her fly Riding as soon as her foot hits the stirrup Let her up, let her on, let her try She hears herself saying, okay, let me have him Let her go, let her buck, let her fly That front goes to sailing and jabbing the ground He's a snake, he's a cat, and he's fly her spurs are singing that Pendleton song. Let her go, let her buck, let her fly. Somewhere in the air it all comes undone. That wrong leaves her fat in the sky. She'll be back tomorrow, black-eyed and grinning. Let her go, let her buck, let her fly. That good Hamley saddle is why 
She'll come to the roundup till hell freezes over. Let her go, let her buck, let her fly. Let her go. Let her fly. That was Junie Fisher. And in just a few moments, we are going to be visiting with Deanna Dickinson McCall. But she has a great poem from her album, I'll Ride Through It. We're going to take a listen to. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Deanna. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Saddle scarred, sturdy and plain. On the ground, rest one split rein. Leggings hooked over the horn, armor from branch and thorn. Short, stout taps hang down on rigs not seen in town. Old tin coat with raveled cuff, rest on hands dark and tough. Shirt pre-torn from the other day, worn once more for thrown away. Battered hat, with torn brown, face scratch from a limb. We ride the rough country. Cinches checked one last time, for into saddles we climb, on horses steady and sure, savvy as the snakes were, scent of javelina and bear, the choya and prickly pear. Slide down a rocky slope, slippery as a bar of soap, duck under branches too low, following where the cattle go through brush heavy and thick knowing the old cow's trick cactus and algerita abound cracking branches sound cattle and thicket collide gouging your ornery hide as cowpony parts away on another brush popping day we ride the rough country Our next guest, Deanna Dickinson McCall, ranched in the mountains of New Mexico with her husband, Dave, and now they call Oklahoma home. She is from a long line of ranchers. The stories she writes are generous slices of this life about the people and land of today's West. Her award-winning poetry opens a door, allowing you deep into her world, often touching a heartstring as she writes of the ranch life and people she loves or sends her reader into laughter as her wry humor rings true. Deanna has won various awards for her writing, including the prestigious Wrangler Award in both 2019 and 2022. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, Deanna Dickinson McCall. Welcome, Deanna. Uh, Thanks for having me. Always fun to be on here. How are you doing, my friend? Well, doing well. Adjusting to Oklahoma. I'm telling you. I'm telling you I, I told you I looked up Eakley, Oklahoma earlier today, and uh, population in the 2021 census was 312. And, uh, and so you've added to that now. 
Well, I, I guess we're a few miles from there, but but uh, not sure where we're counted or if we're counted in anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, tell me about the move. Why, why, how did the move happen for you? Was it this time? Uh, you know, it pretty much was, and we decided, you know, it's time to take things a little bit easier. The New Mexico uh, ranch was pretty rough as as far as the country and riding and cattle and and all of all of those things, and um, and we decided, you know, take it a little easier. Offer cattle here, not have cattle in the winter to take care of, and much closer to medical facilities and stores and all of that kind of stuff. It makes a difference, doesn't it? I mean, it really, really does. It was, it's, it's kind of funny uh, because uh, I sold all my horses when I moved to Utah with with Mary Kay, and then when uh-huh. we moved back, when we moved back to Nashville from Utah, um, we sold Mary Kay's horses. And so now she's right here in the middle of Nashville almost. And she says, you know, I think I've decided I'm a city girl. And she said, I don't mind not getting out and hauling hay and breaking ice in the winter. So that, that does make a difference, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. I mean, we'll, you know, we've still got horses and, and all of that, but it's, I, I'm not sad to not have to worry about tearing yourself to death riding through the brush or or getting down some of those steep mountains so <laughs> that yeah. part uh I, I i'm glad to kind of leave behind <laughs> i understand i understand i understand are you guys going back to uh the western heritage awards this year we are trying to decide if we can, we've got so darn much going on, if we'll make it or not, but it's always such a great time, such a great well, event. It, it is, and it was absolutely fantastic for me to finally get to meet you and to meet Dave last year. And uh, so Mary Kay headed back as a presenter again this time, but this year I'm going to stay home and take care of the critters and let her and her mama and the youngest baby go enjoy uh-huh. the Western Heritage Awards. So it's kind of going to be a girl's trip, you know, but I'll say, right. but it was absolutely great meeting you guys. And, uh, and, and you won an award with Jim Jones and that was just, and Dave, and that was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I was, I was very excited over that to actually win one for songwriting. That's something I've just kind of started doing. And so, and of course, Jim did a fabulous job with the music on that. And uh, we were both pretty excited to, to know that one Wrangler. So, Well, it is the, it is the Oscars of the Western music genre and poetry. It genre. is. So, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a pretty cool event. Pretty cool event. Well, a great album. I'll ride through it. And uh, we're going to get to the uh, the title poem from that album. But tell us a little bit about writing this and, and how this one came to be, how I'll ride through it. Uh, you know, uh, I think just when you have that Western cowboy mentality, you know, it's always been, okay, you just keep going. You don't let things stop you. 
and uh, with this, um, you know, and it, it also has a certain faith base to it because you're going to ride through it. You're going to get through it. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, we, we have help and, and sometimes we don't. And, and I think also as we get older, we reflect on, on all the things that you go through. And, you know, eventually there's going to be a last ride. And, yeah. you know, the, the last stanza in that poem is about that, that, that when it comes time for passing, like so many people, uh, you know, you're hoping your horse back when it happens. And you never know that, that's your stride. That's true. That's true. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think about that. I think about that. You know, will I ever know when it's the last time? And uh, I guess we don't. I guess we don't. No. And I hope yeah. we don't. <laughs> I hope we don't. I guess, I guess that's right. <laughs> anyway, let's take a listen to I'll Ride Through It, and we'll come back and talk more with Deanna in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. I seek the broad chest, sweet breath, and gentle eye, strong neck where my head rests on the horse's strength. I rely, I'll ride through it. When cold makes my bones ache, but there's work to be done. For those cows and calves' sake, I'll finish what I've begun. I'll ride through it. Struggling to understand life's peaks and falls, my soul seeks the rangeland. I answer siren call. I'll ride through it. When dreams fill me with pain of loved ones now gone, tears fall like a soft rain in the early light of dawn. I'll ride through it. When dust sticks to my sweat, heat bouncing off the ground, horse's shoulders dripping wet, and no breeze to be found, I'll ride through it. When my life's fading away, I'm about to be set free. I hope on that last day in the saddle, I'll still be. And I'll ride through it. Deanna Dickinson McCall, and it's uh, the title cut from the album, I'll Ride Through It. So do you have a new project that you're working on? Not... A real one. Um, oh, I've been dabbling uh, with a couple of poems, but uh, I've been doing quite a bit of freelancing besides the fact that I now write for Range Magazine. So I've got two articles oh, I'm wow. working on for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between the move and everything else, it's been, ah, so, but it's been good. I, w- I was able to get uh, actually. Uh, I completed one, and I'm working on two more uh, articles. So it's it's interesting anyway. It keeps you busy. I'm telling you what. So you, you change from going down steep inclines chasing cattle to doing more writing and freelancing, and that's that's a little bit better, I think, on the body to be able it to is, do that. It is. And one thing and, that's really nice here. Uh, we've got riding arenas real close, and uh, since we're not riding, having to check cattle and all, uh, it's very nice to have those facilities. 
readily available. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and I understand you're doing some uh, unique cooking with a couple of different <laughs> ovens or something. What's the deal yeah, with this? Yeah, two ovens. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, this uh, house is very nice. And, of course, most of the time we've lived on ranches where the house is the last improvement that you worry about. But And I've cooked on gas for so many years, and to have electric, it's kind of like, oh, i got to learn this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like you do pretty good. I saw where you were making tamales for Dave or something, and, and uh, he pizza. thought it was pretty good. Yeah, and pizza. pizza. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Oh, oh goodness gracious. So is it, Deanna, is it a ranch, is it like a ranch that you moved to, though? Just looking at pictures on your Facebook page, I'm trying to kind yeah, of get a sense of, yeah. Yeah, it'll make a, it'll make a good base property. Base, uh, you know, we are putting some irrigation in and that, and that kind of thing, but just decided at our age, we don't need to own everything that's necessary. It's easier to lease. Uh, a lot of land and run cattle on it and rather than owning it all. So we've got enough here to, to hold quite a few cows and, of course, the horses and stuff. But the majority of the cattle will, will be on lease lands. Ah, got it. Got it. Well, so how many head do you like run? How many, head, how many head do you run? Yeah. Well, that's we're waiting to see. We're like everybody else. We're Western Oklahoma needs some rain. The rest yeah. of the the state has gotten it, and we're behind on rain. So we will find that question out. We will see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's been an interesting year because um, you know tons of people have gotten a lot of snow this year, which was needed. Uh, parts of California have had a lot of snow and then tons of rain because we talked to trinity seeley the other day and and I, when i talked to her i think she said bobby didn't she say 50 inches of rain or something uh, that something they've like had that. Out there? yeah and, yeah and, uh, yeah and then back here in in uh, the east we've had more rain than normal and then there's some areas that are just still drought well we were in a drought situation for a while so it's just been an interesting season all across the country as far as our weather it is has. concerned. Yeah. yeah. It it just no rhyme or reason. I know there it, it's and I know California badly needed it, uh all that moisture that they got. It's just that, you know, the way droughts always break, you get more than what you need at one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then and then get some flooding on top of that. So let's do another poem. Uh let's do I twisted the wire. Tell us about okay. that expression. Tell us about that expression, I twisted the wire. Um, you know, sometimes it will occur to me that some of the most simplest things every day, several times a day things we do are actually very important. And uh, the wire, uh, locking cattle up, uh, just sometimes sliding the bar or flipping the latch, when you've worked really hard to get them in and, and uh, you've may, maybe have some cattle trucks coming and stuff, you want to go back and as added assurance, very often you'll go and get bailing wire and twist it around those gates to make sure in case they get to jiggling that gate around where it won't come open. 
and yeah. I just I was doing that one day, and I and because I hollered at my husband before we headed the house, I says, "Did you wire that gate?" And he said, "Yeah, I twisted that wire," and so that's where that came from. All right. Well, that was a, that was an expression that I thought was very interesting. I twisted that wire. So let's take a listen to "I twisted that wire." They're in there, settled with feed, a year's work and a year's income. We're both tired and relieved. Rode through summer heat and winter cold. Provided grass, water, minerals. Lots of days that make you feel old. I twisted the wire. To some, it may not seem like much, just a pen full of balling calves. Folks don't savvy the work and such. Whole bunch captured and confined, the best we could do, fulfilling the contract we signed. I twisted the wire. Wide-eyed and wide-mouthed they bawl, shiny, stocky calves answering their mama's call. Hours spent choosing who'll make a cow. Attitude, confirmation, Heifers chosen, separated now. I twisted the wire. Bittersweet autumn, the culmination of four long seasons, wrought with grit and determination. They're a pretty nice set of cattle. As I turn for the house, I hear gates screech and rattle. Glad I twisted the wire. I Twisted the Wire, Deanna Dickinson-McCall from her album, I'll Ride Through It. Deanna, um, I have a question that's um, a little bit about your writing process. You you obviously perform. You perform live. You're, you um, record. When you write a poem, are you also thinking about how it will sound from stage? Are you rehearse, Are you writing it for stage? You know, I'm not, and... Um particularly when I first started writing, I, I needed to to take that uh, and give it more consideration than what I did. Uh, and that that's something a lot of times I'll have to go back because, you know, in your, in your head when you're writing, you know what you want it to say, but what it says in reality, and then you listen. So a lot of times I've got to go back and make adjustments on meter and, and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of people write, you know, free verse and that and that sort. But I've always had a real time doing with free verse, so I try to write a little more traditional style. Mm-hmm. And your poetry so often. The next piece that Gary's going to um, play is "Cowgirls Pride," and I have used that quite often for the other show that I do, the Out West Hour. And um, I just love that piece because it kind of has a little bit of a surprise at the end, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it does a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to give us a little bit of a backstory to that poem, and then Gary will play it? Oh, that was that's a really old poem that I had written years and years ago, (laughs) Um, and 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 pretty personal. Uh, Dave and I got married, and and, uh, I had told him really and truly that when we got married, that we weren't going to have chickens and a milk cow. I was not going to do that stuff. 
because I was pretty much a tomboy and didn't want any of that kind of more farm-style stuff. And so that's where that actually came from. Oh, okay, Gary, let's take a listen. Cowgirls Pride, Deanna Dickinson McCall. When we first married, I told you I wouldn't feed chickens or milk a cow. And while I do a lot of things, I still don't do that now. I'll ride the dumbest horse all day long and even try and smile when you howl out some stupid song. But I don't feed chickens or milk a cow. I help pull calves all through the spring and being chased around the corral ain't any new thing. But I'm not tending chickens or a milk cow. Yeah, I can mend a fence, cook a meal, brand a calf, change water, and even close the cattle deal. But if I knew then, what I know now, I'd race you to the chickens and milk cow. <laughs> uh, that's great. That is great, Cowgirls Pride. Hey, who is who is uh, providing the music for this album? Uh, that CD, I was so fortunate to have Jim Jones and uh, Randy Houston go in the studio with me. And it was really funny because we just walked in the studio and they'd start playing and uh, kind of set the tone, the tempo, and everything with that. And it just worked out so well because we really didn't do any rehearsing. Wow. And wow. Well, we, were, are... we were all pretty shocked when we came out. <laughs> <laughs> well, two talented guys, but I don't know how you got anything done with the two of them there. I, I really don't. <laughs> Uh, that's that, that's one thing about them. They're a lot of fun to work with, and of course, I they're know both they are. So, so talented. That's the whole yeah. thing. And think of things I that I would not have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how did you get started in in poetry? By the way, how how did you get started? Who got you started? Well, it goes way way back. I would uh, when I was too little, or the weather was too bad to go with my dad. You know, horseback or whatever he was doing. I very often stayed with my granny and granddad on one of the ranches, too young for school. And my granny, being typical old Scots-Irish, to entertain me, um, she made a lot of things rhyme. Or, and she would start it and have me kick in and rhyme with her, you know, just over simple little everyday things besides all the old sayings. And so that became very much a habit with me of making things rhyme. And then my granddad also, he sang and played a Jews harp and that sort of thing. And he also told stories. And very often they were in rhyme, a lot of the really old things. So I I grew up with that. I was fortunate that way. And and that was very often after work was done and we'd sit outside, it was, that's what was done was stories were told or sung and, and also I feel I was very fortunate to have had that background. Do you remember your first gathering? Do you remember where you were when you first performed for the public? Yeah, Elko, Nevada. Oh, um, wow. 1987. I would not perform in 1986 because I was pregnant and I didn't want to get up. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
that's a that's a pretty good place to start your performances. Yeah. That was a pretty good place to start. Now, did you weren't you at Elko this past year, or am I? Yes, I was. I thought you were. I thought you were. So, how was it? Do you think after three years of absence? You know, um, I thought it went pretty pretty dang well. Like you say, you know, trying to regather after COVID. And we lost a lot of events due to COVID that that won't come back. But I thought they really did a heck of a job. And I thought this year in particular, they had a great variety of poets and musicians. They really, really covered, I think, all their bases as far as everything from traditional to more modern and from different parts of the country in Canada. So I I think the Western world was, was pretty well represented there. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I was telling Bobby before we started with the show that uh, Wiley Gustafson, uh, who performed at Elko again this year, Wiley is in town, and he will actually be performing on the Grand Ole Opry this Saturday night. So I've got to, oh, I've got to give him a call. I've got to give him a call see if I can catch up with him while he's here. Well, you he have is been... an entertainer. Oh, he is. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is. I love to watch him perform, and that new album that he has out is is uh, is really great as well. So, well, you are always great to have on the show, and uh, and I'm going to miss some people at the Western Heritage Awards this year, and uh, and you probably will be one of them. So we hope to catch up with you somewhere down the road. No, I'll bet we will. I'll bet we will. So I'll look forward to, to seeing both of you guys sooner or later. <laughs> That'd be great. Where can people get your poetry? Where can they get the albums? Okay, you can contact me through my website, which is uh, Um You can also contact me through Facebook. Um, I have an author's Facebook page, which is Deanna Dickinson McCall author. And those all have contact information, call or write or email or whatever the case is. All right. All right. We'll be sure and do that and uh, and tell Dave hi for me. I will do that. All right. Well, we're going to close out this segment with another great song, uh, not another song, a poem. And this is called Five O'Clock Somewhere. Tell us about this one before we go. Okay. Um, That was just from watching the horses. Uh, They were coming down the hill down to what we call a dirt tank or a pond in other parts of the country. You know, they like to come in before dark and water. And they're they're like kids running down there uh, type deal. And I thought, yep, this is a typical thing. Kids or or a bunch of guys getting off work heading for their watering hole. (laughs) Type deal. So and and I have a line in there. I was raised uh, Southern Baptist, and and I do refer to that, and it raised a few eyebrows in the content (laughs) that I used it in. But I tell them I was raised Southern Baptist, so I think I can use that line. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Oh, gosh. Well, you are always so much fun, and uh, thanks again for being with us, Deanna. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always fun to to spend some time with you guys. All right, here we go. Five o'clock somewhere. We'll be back. I hear them clatter off the hill. 
hoofs scattering rocks, acting silly like horses will, sliding down on haunts. The day is over, and they'll arrive, snorting and playing at the tank, almost taking nose drive while acting mean and rank. Like good Baptists or boozers, they gather at the water hole. There are no sinners or losers, from stud to mare to foal. I see them splash and play, fight for the best place before settling down today after the wild foot race. Drawing long, satisfying pulls with legs still spread and askew, sucking a bloating bellyful like some folks I once knew. I believe I saw the stud wink at the pretty young mare, and I'm sure they do think it's five o'clock somewhere. It's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment. From whence came the cowboy, the history is plain. He rode out of Europe on a frigate from Spain, Spain, to Mexico, southward and northward he spread. From the gaucho and the huaso, the vaquero was bred, bred. Your everyday cowboy and oh, out of sight. More dashing and daring than the medieval knight, 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 medieval knight. Rodriguez, Gonzalez, Villalobos, Madro, Figueroa, Santiago, Cowboy, yippee I, yippee come a horseman from history. Yippee I, yippee in all colors he came. Yippee I, yippee and his name still holds mystery. He is a legend, and Cowboy's his name. Name, name, Cowboy's his name. Then into the West from the Civil War days. The white and the black cowboy rode in like a blaze, blaze. Some will implore that all cowboys were white. I can tell you from facts, boys, that that isn't right, right. For all of the cowboys that rode a horseback, one fourth of those hombres was sure enough black, 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 sure enough black. From history, yippee yay, yippee in all colors he came. Yippee-yay, yippee-oh, and his name still holds mystery. He is a legend, and Cowboy's his name, 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 Cowboy's his name. If you think the Cowboy is all said and done, there's hombre that's carved out his place in the sun. He isn't God, and I'm a-telling your friend. There's more cows and horses than there's ever been, been, 
But a cowboy's a cowboy by whatever name Whatever his color, his glory's the same And his name, like his spurs, has a wonderful sound Keep your eye on the sunset Cause he's still around, around, around He's still around. Larry Shuey, Gary Martin, Wally Mitchell, Jack Hanks, John Underwood, Randy Raymond, Bill Evans, Jess Smith, Joel Nelson, Cliff Tired, 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 Tired. Cowboy. Yippee-yay, yippee-o, come a horseman from history. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay, in all colors he came. Yippee-yay, yippee-o. And his name still holds mystery He is a legend and Cowboy's his name Name, name, Cowboy's his name Yippee-i-a, yippee-a, yippee-a Yippee-i-o, yippee-o, yippee-o Yippee-i-a Cowboy, that's Sons of the San Joaquin, and welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, my co-host, Miss Bobby Bell, and a good friend, the world champion, two years in a row at Road to the Horse, Mr. Mike Majors. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Good, good. Have you recovered yet from last week? Well, I'm still a little sluggish, but you know, it seems like the word just kind of <laughs> continues regardless what you, how you feel, you know? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, congratulations again on a great event. And, uh, yeah, so, hey, Bobby, you want to say hi before we get into all of this stuff? Yes. Hello, 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 and yes, congratulations. What an awesome event last, just last weekend, right? That's right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, that is right. Yes. Well, that is thank right. you so much, Bob. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, so I, first, the first thing uh, I, I want to ask about uh, how you felt when you got the second invitation to come back. Well, you know, I was, I was excited, really, you know, because the uh, I mean, because they usually not, they don't a lot of times don't have people come back twice in a row, and so I was mm-hmm. I was excited that they that they had uh, asked invited me back for uh, for a second deal and a second road to the horse, and so yeah, really excited actually. Well, I understand that uh, future competitors for twenty twenty four are hoping they don't invite you back again because. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, it was a, it was a pretty stinking exciting competition, and um, you know, for the first two days at the end of the second day, you were just, you were behind us a little bit, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yes, I sure was. Uh, uh, J.R. Robles, he'd done a really fine job on his little gray horse that first day, and and uh, uh, and you know, he got a lot accomplished and such, which is which is great, you know. And and then on the second day. 
I think there was a point difference between us on the second day. But uh, but anyway, you know, Jr. He's a new upcoming trainer and and uh, and doing awfully good. Well, he he is doing very well. And then of course Cole Cameron had won the wild card uh, previously, and so he was there. He ended up second. And uh, yes, and and Jr. was third, and then Guy McLean came in uh, fourth on that event. Uh, previous winner in the past, and so he was yep. back again. Uh, but tell me a little bit about you know you've got two four six horses, two four sixes horses now, don't you? Yellow, <laughs> yellow horse canyon, and and what's talking cows? Is that the name of this horse? Yes, sir. That three horses talking cows, and and the little eight horse that bucked with me, I uh, I went decided to go ahead and buy him because I I felt like he needed a I needed to give him a better chance than what we had there because everything was pretty pretty rushed and and uh, and he was a little pretty tight and just didn't know how to move out. So I went ahead and and purchased that number eight horse. Uh, oh wow! Jeffrey. Yes, sir. I did. Wow, wow. So how did you go about selecting the horses for the, you know, they bring the they bring the four sixes horses in and then you get to select your horse. How do you go about selecting your horses? Confirmation means a lot to me on them horses. I mean and you know, if the horse got a good eye or uh or if he's you know, some horses just kinda got an old mean looking eye and I try to stay away from them. But yeah. uh confirmation is a lot uh the little the eight horse, the Guthrie Whiskey, he was uh, really a real typey little horse. He just wasn't real big. But uh, uh, but I also really like that number 12 horse really, really well and the number four horse. But well, there were so many of us to choose, and we got to choose two horses, that sometimes you just don't get the horses. Your first picks is what you just don't do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was the first year that you got to select two horses, so th- that was a little bit different. Yes, it was. That was, yeah, it was quite a bit different. Actually, a whole lot more pressure because it's like, I mean, you think it'd make it easier because you know, one you don't like, you just just discard him and take the other one. But, uh, but anyways, it uh, it made it tougher for me to pick two horses versus just one. But I'm pretty glad that I did because the number eight. He was my first pick, and he would have been really tough to just go on with by himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, I, and you know, I, a pretty nice size purse. I've already approached you about borrowing some money, but you said that was already gone. So we'll have to. It, we'll have to. <laughs> I didn't know how to win. Oh gosh! So for our audience around the world. Uh, uh, tell folks what you do when you're not out winning road to the horse. Well, uh, when we're not branding cattle on a, on my ranch in New Mexico or shipping cattle out there, uh, we're, uh, here in Texas and Bowie, Texas, just, I, I've kind of slowed down my, my showing because I just, um, oh, just kind of got tired of going down the road, but we're still training lots of horses for people and, and starting a lot of colts and and just doing doing the same thing. We're just just riding horses our day, you know. Just get up in the morning and and go to saddle and then riding. That's yeah, all we, yeah. That's about all we. 
a few years ago when you were on the show for the very first time, <clears throat> we talked about your ranches. So now where is your place in New Mexico? Bobby, you may want to listen to this because I don't think you were mm-hmm. on that first show. Well, I think, are you in Bealey, um, um, Beline? In, in uh, Bowie, Texas is where our horse operation is here in Texas, okay. but uh, in New Mexico, Belen, New Mexico, Belen. west of Belen. yeah, just that old desert, that old desert down there, kind of Rio Grande or Rio Perco rivers, is where our place yeah. is there. Yeah, and and yeah. and I how, know, I know how small is, is your place? How small is your place there? It's uh. Well, the one deal up there is about 50,000 acres, and then I think we've got the other part over there is about another 20,000. <laughs> wow. So, you know, back here in Tennessee, that's half the state, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we were talking like that, though. It takes so many acres to run a cow, they almost have to graze in a trot, Gary. That's right. <laughs> I have shared that with people before. I, after you said that that time, I have shared that with folks. But uh, anyway, so where was home originally for you, Mike? Uh, Magdalena, New Mexico. I was born in Montana, mm-hmm. uh, Miles City, Montana, and then my dad had a ranch up there. But he had, he was originally from New Mexico, and and then he uh, sold that ranch and moved back to uh Magdalena, north of Magdalena, on the north side of the Alamo Navajo Indian Reservation there, and uh, lived there, golly, I guess, had that ranches in, had a couple of ranches around there, my dad did, but so we um, lived around there, Pie Town, New Mexico, I don't know if you've ever been to Pie Town, New Mexico, that's that's a big metropolis, big city over there on the western side of the state. Hmm. Uh, How big is that? I guess, yeah. How big is how big is that city, that town? It's Pie Town. It's probably got yeah. about maybe forty people lives in it. I suppose. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. So we just had Deanna McCall on the show, a cowgirl poet, and uh, she just moved to Eakley, uh, Oklahoma, and so we were right. talking about the fact that population there is like three twelve, and so Pie Town's got that right. feet. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Small town, but it's a it's a unique little unique little town. But uh, then, yeah, Daddle and Magdalena, Daddle and and uh, all that country, mid midwestern part of New Mexico is where mostly I was raised. Okay, all right. And then, how did you end up down in Texas? Well, and I I had bought a ranch in Colorado back in. Ooh, 1990, uh, I guess. It was actually the old Flying A Ranch. belonged to Gene Autry. Oh, and, wow. Uh, Harry. And uh, it was 20,000-acre ranch up there. And I uh, we run cows on that place and and, uh, and yearlings and such. And then we got in a terrible, terrible drought like in 2000, uh, 2009. That drought started and... And for four years, we were just in a terrible drought. And so I sold that ranch, and I had started showing a few horses and such. And so we wound up and and uh, sold that place and bought this place in Bowie, Texas, and just moved our horse our horse program down here. Wow, wow, wow. So now, and, and I'm trying to remember uh, going back, but aren't you pretty much involved in the ranch horse competition? 
Yes, sir. Uh, we do some range cow horse, not very much there, but we do mostly versatility ranch horse, and then they have the stock horse of Texas here in in uh, in Texas, and and it's uh, a lot like range cow horse, except for it has a trail class in it, and a and a ranch riding class, and then a confirmation class. So uh, you kind of have to have a pretty good looking horse that can do multiple, multiple things to, to be able to do any good in them classes. Yeah. You don't, you don't know a BF Yates by any chance, do you? Now who now? BF Yates. Do you know BF Yates? You know, I don't know if I do. BF was heavily involved in the stock horse of Texas competitions down there. Okay. Yes. He's uh, he's the one who started. I think, I think he had kind of gotten out of it before I got, before I moved down here. Gary. Okay. All right. Yeah, BF is a young fellow of 93, and uh, uh, he and I got to talking the other day, and I think we knew half the people that he knew I knew, and it was like, and back here in Tennessee, I mean, he knows everybody everywhere, but anyway. Wow. Wow. But uh, we'll have to introduce you sometime. He's still going strong. Yes, sir. He is still going strong. Well, I want to take a quick break, and uh, and this is a this is a great song by Chris Ledoux and Garth Brooks. It's one called "What You Gonna Do with a Cowboy," and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about cowboys uh, some more with this cowboy on Saddle Up America. I can see you got your eye on this old cowboy. And I can tell you never had one for your own Oh, you never been around one Now you're thinking that you found one Well, it might be kind of fun to take him home You giggle every time that I say yes, ma'am And I get this feeling if I held you tight You'd be seeing his and hers Buckles, boots, and spurs But that feeling you'll get over, over night Cause what you gonna do with a cowboy that old rooster crows at dawn When he's lying there instead Getting out of bed And putting on his boots And getting gone What you gonna do When he says, honey I got a half a mind to stay What you gonna do With a cowboy When he don't saddle up And ride away Takes a special kind of woman To put up with the life of cowboy leaves Cause his boots are always muddy And his beer drinking buddies They'll camp out on your couch and never leave Don't even start to think you're gonna change him You'd be better off to try to rope the wind <laughs> What he is is what you got And he can't be what he's not And honey, you can't hide him from your friends so what you gonna do with a cowboy When that old rooster crows at dawn When he's lying there instead of getting out of bed Putting on his boots and getting gone What you gonna do when he says, honey I got a half a mind to stay What you gonna do with a cowboy When he don't saddle up and ride away yeah, what you gonna do with a 
and uh, different things. So we try to we try to introduce them to as much stuff as we think that might be in the obstacle courses, but we don't know for a fact what will be in oh. the obstacle course. And uh, oh. then there's a lot. Of, uh, then they always have some new ones. They have some of them are they are pretty standard. They have the same ones every year a lot of times. But there's always some that are completely uh, uh, completely new, you know, or, or mm-hmm. the, the secret obstacle. And so that's what the the bridge that uh, rotating bridge and uh, and the water the water obstacle. That's they were they were new. Mm-hmm. On the Road to the Horses website, I read about one of the competitors, wildcard competitor, was it J.R. Robles? Yeah. And um, he um, he and his horse um, uh, dropped away from the obstacle competition, but it sounded like it was quite a moving um, event. Can you, did you watch that? And can you share a little bit yes. about what happened? I did. Well, J.R., I mean, like I say, he's a, he's a very good up and coming young horse trainer and um and and had his horse really doing fabulous uh but uh i don't know because you know i don't get to watch what they do that's the first two days because we're pretty busy over there with our own sure. horse but um uh but what it looked like to me and it's really easy to do is you get into the uh get on the obstacles and your horse has got a little bit scared of it such and and sometimes it's easier to just to keep asking wanting to ask more than what you than what they can really take and that's kind of what what happened on that uh, uh on on that last day for jr he just uh he the horse just did not he was just scared of him. you know he just did not uh-huh. have enough or confidence to go over him of course uh and jr you know he uh got to a point there and and uh he uh realized that he wasn't probably going to be able to make it through the rest of the obstacles in time, which would uh, keep him from doing very good in that particular third class. And so he often said, of trying to put all that pressure on that horse that he would just go ahead and, and give the horse a break and just, and uh-huh. take the loss. Uh-huh. And it was, um, his decision was really wonderfully received by spectators and by the judges at, at the um, yes, comment about, you know, so, yeah. yeah, so I was curious. Um, wow. So you can understand how, as a spectator, this can be a very emotional, besides though all of you competing, but it's really quite a wonderful um, opportunity for the spectator to uh, to watch this this whole weekend of activities, isn't it? Right. Well, you see the you know the humanity and and the horse to kind of combined in a like say in a dance, you know, and and uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it all kind of comes down to that same thing, you know. You're uh, when when you can't dance, you can't dance, and so uh, you know when to you know when to quit. You know when to sit that one out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, the, the whole the whole event it's it's horsemanship, and so uh, each horse is different, and each trainer is somewhat different, and so you know what's best for your horse, and uh, and you do what's best. You just do what's best, and the crowd well, responds. And it's just about reading your horse and just trying to trying to understand what he's perceiving as as a threat and and what he's curious to still try to. Uh, to look at something being 
curious about and this so it's it's just a it's just read it's all about reading your horse and mm-hmm. trying to com- yep get him to where he'll where he will accept and it and you get a horse in an accepted state of mind and and uh, uh and because once you get a horse in an accepted state of mind they really start trying to accept a lot of things that normally they would not accept at all mm-hmm. until you get them into an accepted state of mind. Well, my question to you is, what are you going to do with talking cows now? What, what is his future? <laughs> we'll go ahead and, and uh, get finish getting him broke and, and uh, kind of see where we'll go with him in his training. Let's kind of see where he's, uh, uh, he's going to shine at, at what event. It might be roping, might be cow horse. Uh, we just don't have any idea until, until we get him going a little bit farther, a little bit farther along. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a good-looking fella. I liked him. I liked him very much. Looks like somebody just took him and and just dipped his legs in a bucket of paint. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had one like that. We called him Rooster Cogburn, and he was a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, well, when are you coming to Nashville? Well, my golly, uh, I'd like to come back here sometime. Really, I've never been to Nashville. I've been through it a few times, but never never into Nashville. So maybe one of these days well, I can get back up and see you, you guys. You have an invitation that is open, and uh, we'll put you up when you get here. So no well, reason I, I not to come. That. No reason not That's to come. Always well, really great to visit it. with you. Always great well, to visit I- with you. Uh, thank you, Gary, and, and you, Bobby. It's nice business with you guys, and, and uh, it's just—it's been a fabulous show. And and I guess we'll see—I uh, guess we'll see uh, at Road to the Horse in 2024. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if they're inviting me back or not, but we'll we'll see what happens. All right, we'll look for you, or we'll look for you in All Fort right. Worth. One one of those two, anyway. Yes, sir. Well, thank you guys so much, and thank you know, for everything. All right, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you. So uh, we'll be back in just a minute. We're going to take a listen to this and return on Saddle of America. Thanks, Mike Majors. Cowboy Bill needs shelter in Colorado. When the aspens shake the mountains down for gold Wrap your warmest blanket Around my shoulders Like the rocky foothills Where the smell of smoke With constellations Our only companions I'll give in to you Like fall gives in To winter's white you are the last cowboy, all that's left of a stubborn breed. Yeah, you are the last cowboy, the last cowboy I'll ever Darling, 
Stinking fun show today. I'm telling you what. And uh, and did we get enough horses and talk in this show today? Oh, I don't think you can ever have too many horses and talk in a show, <laughs> can you? <laughs> I, not to me. I mean, you know, you know me. But, uh, yeah, so it was a ton of fun to visit with Junie Fisher and uh and Deanna Dickinson McCall and of course Mike Major and uh yeah it was kind of fun because uh we got to listen to Junie trying to catch her breath carrying her saddle yeah. to the arena today. Yeah. so that was yes that was all right <laughs> that was all right but uh and and Deanna and uh, Dave are now in Eakley, Oklahoma or somewhere in between there and somewhere so good to and talk finger. to them yeah, and always great to talk with Mike Major. He's just a neat, neat guy. And uh, yeah, his purse, his purse that rode to the horse was just seventy five thousand dollars. So that was oh, I thought it was easy. I, I thought it was I thought it was a little more than that. No, okay. Now seventy five thousand. So that, <laughs> okay. I thought that was pretty good, Bobby. I thought seventy five. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. Pretty I'm good, not, you know. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. it was a ton of fun. What is happening with Out West? You're headed to um, Santa Clarita, California in just a couple we of weeks, aren't you? We are. Yes, we are. Um, we are. Uh, the Santa Clarita annual Santa Clarita Cowboy Festival comes back after a three-year hiatus. And we will be there um, manning the Buckaroo Bookshop on both days of that event, Saturday and Sunday, April 22nd and 23rd. We will have... Over the two days, there are 16 different authors that are participating with us and eager to uh, meet you and to share their book. And, of course, the books will be for sale. 
Um, we are also hosting um, full days of public programming at the very nearby Old Town New Hall Library. So we will have uh, one-person presentations and um, panel discussions on each day that I'm very excited about. You can find out more about this event on my Facebook page, Rendezvous with a Writer Out West. There is now set up an event, and when you click on that, you can see the names of everybody and the names of the shows that are happening, the programs at the library. And yesterday I started that countdown, um, day 24, and so each day on my personal page and on the Rendezvous page, there'll be a post highlighting one of our authors or highlighting one of our public programs. Um, and that will be a one-day countdown all the way down to the um, April 22nd, the first day of this event. So, yeah, we're gearing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that will be exciting. You know, it's amazing how many have come back that uh, that were absent for a few years because of, of, of the COVID pandemic that was going on. But glad to see mm-hmm. Santa Clarita coming back. And uh, that will yeah. be a fun time. Well, we're going to remind you that you can tune in Saturday to Live from Nashville on Equestrian Legacy Radio, and that's at equestrianlegacy.net, and you can listen to that show and this show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Search for Equestrian Legacy Radio, and it will bring you to all of our shows and past shows. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun, Bobby, and uh, we look forward to um, having you join us again for the Campfire Cafe in Settle Up America next Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time. And we will see you on Rendezvous with the Writer tonight. What time is that? Yes. Uh, Six o'clock Pacific Time, seven o'clock Mountain Time, uh, streams live on the LA Talk Radio Facebook page. And then, of course, it becomes a podcast immediately after. Our guest is Martha Burns. She just was named a finalist um, for a Spur Award um, for Best Contemporary Western Fiction. It's a riveting book called Blind Eye. And uh, it does take place in New Mexico, um, on ranches in New Mexico. And um, it's a really really powerful story and we talk with her tonight very very right. excited to put have another chance to talk with an author all right very good well thanks for listening to our show today and uh we'll see you next week on the campfire cafe in saddle of america we're going to close this one out with one from mr ryan fritz a canadian cowboy friend of ours and it's called cowboy cowboy thanks for listening Big handsome bay, yo. Trailing doggies 
Don't look in full strength. Your mind's on the whiskey. You won't drink tonight. You're in a cow camp. And it's mighty dry. Cowboy, cowboy, why do you roam? Cowboy, cowboy, you can't stay at home. The cattle are falling, a lonesome wind's calling. Cowboy, cowboy, why do you roam? First of December, you left the tall timber. Followed those cows down to that feed ground. And you kept riding, your horse was even hiding. What's with you cowboys? You can't stay put. Cowboy, cowboy, why do you roam? Cowboy, cowboy, you can't stay at home. The cattle are falling, they lonesome wind calling. Cowboy, cowboy. Why With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.